Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. It's such a blessing to be with you, for to proclaim the gospel to you, to explain the gospel with you. Episode 12 already. How are you doing, I'm Georgia? I'm good, Father Rob. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm always more enthusiastic than anyone else. <laughs> no, I am <laughs> we, too. Don't worry. We, yeah, okay. Well, it's as though I'm running on the spot. Actually, today, for those of you watching the video, I'm actually standing up. So oh, um, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not seated. So I tend to get more animated when I'm when I'm standing. And so yeah, bear with me. <laughs> Maybe I could stand too and you can see my uh, as your fairy my fairy floss jumper. It's very bright. Too. Oh, and you and that's a very it's bright, a bit very bright, bright. bright jumper. <laughs> Fluorescent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a beautiful day here. The sun shining bright over here. Um, how about yourself there? We're, we're not very far. We're only an hour and an a hour. half, an hour and ten minutes yeah, from, from each other. But yeah. the weather seems to be different because you're really cold. It's a bit there. cold here today. I was just saying my friend Mary from Pink, She get, um, her store's called Pink and it's a very pink jumper. But she, uh, uh, I always get clothes off her and I haven't been able to wear this because it's been so hot, but it's actually cold today. So it's... Uh, cold outside and but I like this weather yeah how break. nice and I, I was hearing the there's some not magpies or something outside singing that's beautiful yeah um to hear the Australian birds yeah outside. there's magpies joeys and uh little cockatoos out here what are joeys for those who don't know they're, they're little baby kangaroos little baby kangaroos yeah. outside your house yeah up here in Carton because oh, <laughs> we're in well where I live, yeah. there are kangaroos also, but I don't see them because they usually about come out at about three in the morning. But I see evidence of them being there that I have to sweep off <laughs> very often <laughs> off my driveway. <laughs> so they leave they leave some tokens, some gifts outside the front outside the front door. But... <laughs> so they remind you so, that they were there. Yeah, exactly. Just to, just evidence that they're there. Sometimes the camera picks them up. <laughs> I wonder what kind of animals. Yeah, you have to be in Australia. Kangaroos are endemic here. Yeah, only found here. Just here, where I am, if I go for a walk or a run, sometimes there's a whole family, like the dad, the mum, everything. Just you know, because I used to have friends in America that would say, "Oh, you have kangaroos in your backyard." I'm like, "No," because I grew well, up in. Now you do. Now at the moment, I'm like, actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Well, not far from where I am, they now it's because it's getting warmer. The snakes are coming out as well. There was a petrol station close here that a guy went to pick up the nozzle to put some fuel in his car and there was a brown snake, oh, which is one of the most poisonous so snakes yeah. in the in the world. And just there, <laughs> imagine he grabbed that. Oh my gosh. Oh my lucky goodness. he looked. Yeah, lucky he looked. And anyway, he, and then he... Oh. Yeah, you have to be careful. Now now is a dangerous time because they're coming out from sleeping. So these snakes. No one's going to want to well, come to Australia, Father Rob. They're going to be like... No, look, I've lived here... Car. <laughs> uh, I've I've lived in Australia for 15 years now, yes. and I'm originally from Malta, where there are no poisonous snakes. Oh, but there are not. Um, I don't know. They say Saint Paul, Acts 28, he took the serpent and he threw it into the fire. Our tradition is like like Ireland, you know, that there are no poisonous snakes. Oh. The same thing. Saint Paul got rid of um, the poisonous snakes. So, but there must have been poisonous snakes in Malta because Acts 28 says that they waited for him to swell up and die. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. So they there must have been. But now there are no poisonous snakes. And no kangaroos. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I've lived here 15 years and I have never, ever yep. seen a snake in the wild. Not a poisonous snake in the wild. So, Okay, well, this is weird and I'm not just saying this, but just the other day I saw mm -hmm. one. I was in the studio mm -hmm. here and I looked outside and I saw 
Yes, but you live in the bush. You it's live in. in the, yes, we've got the joeys, the cockatoos, and the snakes. Yeah, that's but not I'm normal. Scared. It's not normal. It's not normal. <laughs> Most Australians live in a city. Exactly. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's not to, digress. Let's get to why we're here. Gospel today. <laughs> the gospel today, Matthew 21, verses 28 to 32. Mm-hmm. Um, George, I will proclaim this gospel for us. Yeah. Um, let's open our hearts. Let's get ready to listen. This is a parable. This is a story that Jesus was teaching his people with. Um, listen to this. Listen to, with your heart and listen as you are one of the characters mm-hmm. in this scripture verse. What would you say? What would you react? What would you, even the, hearing this for the first time, mm-hmm. think of what Jesus is saying? Beautiful. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, Go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later, he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two did what the father wanted? The first they answered. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Amen. Wow. You see, this is... Mm. This is a soul-searching, a heart-searching gospel. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was again addressing the Jewish people there. He was addressing also people who had converted. Mm -hmm. So there must have been, you know, like some kind of debate. There must have been people who were arguing Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, even last week's gospel, it's about places of honor, you know, that I have the right, I am the the Jews are the chosen people. And that's Mm -hmm. not to deny that because the Jews are the chosen people Mm -hmm. of God, Mm -hmm. but they... They're not, they're not the only ones who have access to the kingdom of heaven. And it's about a, a matter of the heart. He says, they thought that by obeying the law, they're, gonna, they're guaranteed a place in heaven. But Jesus came to contradict that. And ouch, they must have started to feel the pain and started to be uncomfortable with Jesus. And this is where he's heading to the cross. He's heading to be killed by the Jews. Yeah. And such a, um, you know, it's a full on statement for them to hear that. The prostitutes and the tax collectors, what they thought were the lowest in society at that time and that they were doing the right thing, um, for, for people to hear that those people that actually were aware of what they'd done wrong and had a heart, heart to change their life and be humble enough to do the right thing were going to be entering the kingdom of heaven before someone that knew the right thing and wasn't doing it. It's pretty, yes. pretty full on, you know. Yes, and it's... A, and it, this, mm. It, this conversation, this parable yeah. is very, there's a lot of art in it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, like every word is so clever. For example, there's one word where he talks about um, the conversation that the two people have with the owner. Okay, the, the first one um, says they're not going to do it. They're a bit crass. They're a bit rough and saying, no, I'm tired. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they go. But the second one, he's all polite. He's all mm-hmm. going by the law. He's saying, yes, sir. I will go. And it's a mouth, it's all mouth service. Yes, sir, it's flattering, you know, like I'm obeying the laws. Look, as as far as you are concerned, I'm in the right place with you. I'm telling you I'm going to do it. Yes, 
but then doesn't. Yeah. And this this is so much what could happen in our own lives. And so what is he talking about here? Ultimately, the essence of this is integrity. Mm-hmm. He's saying, hey, I am not... He's not justifying any of these two characters. Yes. So each one of them has done something wrong. The first saying, I'm not going to do it, and then they do it. Mm-hmm. And then the second person saying that they're going to do it, and then they don't. He's not justifying that. Ideally, the, one what is you better say than and what other. you do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One is better than the other. Which one is the better? The person that says, sorry, it's it's not about who says what. So it wasn't about, you know, the first one said it in a... Um, a kind of abrupt way um, that they weren't going to do it this first time, but he did it. And the second one said in a really kind, you know, really um, formal way, called him sir, I'll do it, but didn't do it. So the one that God would prefer is the one that actually ends up doing it, not the one that just says things. And it's that really yes. deep meaning Jesus is trying to teach us that, you know, um, it's not about what we say. Like we can say, you know, we're doing all these great things, but God sees the heart, you know, God sees exactly. and our actions, what we actually end up doing, you know, the genuine and this is, truth. This is so yeah. true. This is so true. And even for Christians, not only Jews, yeah. you know, we, anyway. there are people who have followed Jesus and have been following Jesus for five years, mm-hmm. 10 years, 20 years, mm-hmm. and they're stuck in the motions of serving Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're stuck in the prayers of serving Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're stuck in the, even the Holy Church language mm-hmm. of serving Jesus, mm-hmm. But their hearts aren't in the right place. And I'll just say this, and this is what God is saying. He's saying just because you loved Jesus six months ago, Mm. just because you loved Jesus five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, doesn't mean Mm. that you love Jesus today. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you're in right standing with Jesus today because sometimes we can fade and it's a slow fade. And the problem with this is that we continue with the motions, we continue with our prayer time, we continue with going to church, we continue with um, serving and doing charity, but our hearts, where are our hearts? Yes. We start gossiping, we start doing, putting people down, we we have a lack of forgiveness, we start sinning and stealing and lying, Mm -hmm. and this slow fade, all of a sudden, we're in wrong standing with God. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to church. <laughs> we're still doing the things the that we should do like from the outside. Yes. Yeah. And Social media, we're still holy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people say to me before, you know, friends say, oh, you know, but I've done all these things, so I can't walk into a church. Or And, and, and I said, no, that's the exact lesson of Jesus is that, you know, it's not about what you've done. He can take that. He can, with his grace, he can change us. He can transform us. It's more about where your heart's at, you know, like do you want to be yes. a better person and God can work, God can change. He's He's gentle, he's waiting for us, but and that's the lesson of this, you know, gospel. He, he wants us to believe in him, he wants us to do the right thing, but he doesn't want us just to say it and not do it. It's more about the heart. Yes. Yeah. And the people who are actually doing that are people mm. who are coming to the Lord in this in this scripture verse where the prostitutes mm. and the tax collectors, as you said, George, are the lowest of the low. Mm. And yet they're coming to the Lord and they're living passionately for the Lord mm. and they're living willfully for the Lord and they're enthusiastic about following Jesus. They're head over heels mm-hmm. about Jesus. But then the people who have been there for so long, they're just tired. They're tired of this enthusiasm because it, 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 it brings a conviction to their heart. Mm-hmm. And they start to realize, look, 
I have the bread, but my bread is stale. Yes. My bread is stale. While you have fresh bread and this this fresh bread, and then all of a sudden becomes like, hey, you don't belong there. You don't. You're, you're disturbing our church. You're disturbing our music. Mm. You're disturbing the way we live our church. We don't want people with tattoos in here. We don't want gay people in here. We don't want this here. But these are the people, and then eventually who can come. We're not giving them a chance. Yes. Very often to come to the church, come to the Lord, to love Jesus. Yeah, because exactly, because Jesus died for every single person when he stretched out every his arms. Every person. You know, and that's, you know, I worked in a youth justice centre for three years and that was the whole thing, that the boys that were in there, they'd been told by people, well, you've done this, this and this. And, of course, by the actual law, they were doing the wrong thing, but in the eyes of God they're still loved and they can still change. And if you get past yes. the, the look of them and the tattoos and the, you know, the, the swearing and all that and you just see there's a person in there that's, broken and that they can change that with God's grace anyone can you know? exactly and if the church doesn't open its doors and yeah. if the church is going to be judgmental and mm-hmm. if it, we don't stop being judgmental there's not going to be any hope for yeah. them now this is not to say mm. let me just make this clear this is not to say that God doesn't call these people and us included mm. to repentance mm-hmm. to turn away from our sin and to believe in the gospel each and every one of us mm-hmm. but the thing is we cannot expect perfect people inside our churches. Mm. We are all broken. We're all hypocritical. Mm. hypocritical. Some hypocrisies are louder than others. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're more visible than others. Mm-hmm. But what about our own hearts? Yeah. And I, I'll just share this. You know, last year, yeah. and I, I said this, last year was the toughest year of my life. Toughest year of my life. You know, I, I traveled around the world and I spoke to 1.6 million people. I traveled 300 days plus of the year. And I, it was amazing. You know, even social media, I was in front of crowds. I was proclaiming Jesus. Mm. I was telling people about Jesus. And I was seeing people come to the Lord and people coming and repenting and turning away from their sin. But I was dead. I was dry inside. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had isolated. I, be- I became so busy, mm-hmm. so busy speaking about Jesus, so busy Mm -hmm. proclaiming Jesus that I forgot to spend time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about time with Jesus in a chapel, but time heart to heart Mm -hmm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, quiet time time and letting Jesus impact and change my heart. And look, I know then the pandemic happened, but and, and it's, it's been horrific, absolutely horrific. Mm. But certainly God has used that mm. to restore my heart and to bring me back. The book of Revelation, mm-hmm. it says this, uh, one thing I hold against you, and that is that you have forgotten your first love. Mm. And, and this is sometimes what we need to come back mm. to our first love. It's not what we say. Mm-hmm. It's not what people see. At the end of the day, it's our heart with the Lord. Can we stand before Jesus mm-hmm. and let him love us without guilt? Can we stand before Jesus and say sincerely, Jesus, I love you, mm-hmm. and not feel guilty and shameful about it? It's not to say that we don't have a long way to go, but if you really knew the love of God, there'd be no shame, there'd be no condemnation. Because it's about God, and that's it, exactly. it's so powerful. You know, like in Matthew 19, 30, it says, the first will be last and the last will be first. <laughs> and it's obviously like a really full-on scripture, but I think it relates back to this scripture where the people that everyone thought would be last, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, God's saying, but their hearts changed. Like they were doing the wrong thing. But when I spoke to them, when I shared the message of God's love and repentant, they repented. Whereas, as you said, the people that thought they were doing well and maybe looking down on 
you know, people. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously con- like when I first read this scripture, it's convicting because I think about all the things that, you know, I'm not doing right and I'm not, you know, in my life. And it, it is, con- but at the same time, I always go back to, but God loves me so much. He wants to help me change. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yes. Yeah. And it's, this is, it's a cooperating with God. And mm-hmm. sometimes we're like the first person, sometimes we're like the second person. But the point is to be a people of inte- integrity, integral. So you see the words we say, mm-hmm. our actions, mm-hmm. and the things we do for the Lord and where our heart is, are one. Yes. And that's a long journey. That's a, that's a, a long battle. And some of us, I'd say most of us, if not all of us, won't achieve it fully in this life. Yeah, we, we it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle. We want to do the right thing, mm-hmm. yeah, and we cannot. But the thing is, we need to cooperate with the Lord. We need to have time with prayer. We need to have time to let God love us. Because I can tell you this, mm. that, and uh, let's give like a practical thing. That are there are people there. There are mm-hmm. seminarians. Mm-hmm. There are priests. Mm-hmm. There are nuns. There are people who serve in youth ministry. There are people who are in the church at the front row and parish pastoral councils that serve the Lord, mm-hmm. but still have addictions, yes. still have um, skeletons. I'm not talking about skeletons in the closet, skeletons that are, that are scratching yes. and that are, that are destroying you slowly, slowly. Mm-hmm. And I'd first off by saying this is that it's okay. It's okay that you have those, but it's not okay that they stay there. Yes. That's God why we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to fight this. We need mm-hmm. to bring them to the Lord mm-hmm. and don't get tired of bringing them to Jesus because only he, only Jesus can set you free. Only he and can. And he can make now, all things new. Now he sends people, <laughs> absolutely all things Corinthians new. Corinthians 5.17, I was reading that the other day. You know, he, he, he says, repent and come to Christ and the old things are passed away and all things become new. And that's why if anyone ever says to me like, oh, you know, Georgia, I know you go to a Catholic church, but what about the people who have done this? And I say, yeah, but that's not Jesus. They're a person. Mm. You could say that about anything. You could say, I'm not going to go to that, that's this random, but I'm not going to go to that supermarket because there was a guy there that did this. Well, yeah, there might be someone in the church that does that. As you said, God wants to change people, but not to look to people, look to Jesus because we all need changing <laughs> and it's yes, a journey. Yes, we do. But not and to stay there. That's the point. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. And what people think of you and what people, your, your reputation. Yes. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What people think Mm-mm. of you doesn't matter. What matters is where your heart is with the Lord. Yes. And some mm-hmm. people might think of you as a holy person mm-hmm. and you're far away from that. But then there are people here who are ashamed because they think people think of them as the sinner. They think of them as this person who doesn't fit into the church. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, God knows your heart. Yes. And this is what God is going to look at at the end of the day. This is, it's, it's our hearts that will be measured, not, not what our social media posts mm. are. Yep. It's not the way people judge us that are going to matter. Mm. Now, we can judge actions. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but we never judge hearts. Mm. And that's why only God knows the hearts. But... See, at the end of the day, just make sure your heart is right with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Just make sure. And But... I'm going to premise this with saying that our hearts cannot be sincerely right with the Lord if we're not in unity with his body, that is the church. Mm -hmm. We cannot be uh, united with Christ fully unless we're we're receiving his grace through the sacraments, through his Holy Spirit and through the community, which is in many ways a hypocritical community. 
Yes. People say, I don't want to go to church because it's full of hypocrites. And then just... But community is so can, important, like you and Alyssa were talking about a couple yes. of weeks ago because you, you know, I have my Wednesday night Bible studies with the girls and we pray for each other and we talk to each other about faith because, you know, I had that change in myself a couple of months ago because I realized I've got so many wonderful friends, but I wasn't mm. um, surrounding myself with enough people that, you know, wanted to change and become closer to God and Jesus. And it's so it's so important. So none of those girls are perfect and I'm not perfect, but we're on that journey together, um, you know, that's and I right. think that's the thing I always say is like God is patient and forgiving. He doesn't force us, but he wants us to come to his grace so he can bless us and we can get to heaven and, and be on this journey with him, you know. Yes. Yeah. And this is it. Hey, we're on a journey. Journey. And yeah. it is God journeying with us. It's not how, how strong we're going to be alone. And this is why we need the sacraments. Mm. This is why we need the church. Mm -hmm. This is why we need the hypocritical community. Mm -hmm. If you think people there are hypocrites, wait until you go in. You're going to make it even more <laughs> hypocritical. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Because we need grace. You see, that's why the church is full of hypocrites, because they're living one way, mm -hmm. but they want to live like Jesus. They want this to, to be people of integrity. Yeah, they and can they can repent and, and start again. They, they know that they've done the wrong thing, but they're they're wanting to, you know. Yes. To say the that there are hypocrites in a church and it's full of hypocrites, yeah. it's like you saying that the doctor's practice is full of sick people. It's like to say the gym is full of unhealthy yes. people. But why are they there? They're at the doctors because they want to get better. They're at the gym because they want to get fitter. They're at the church because they want to get holier. And this is and that's where we the message of Jesus. <laughs> I think that's yes. the biggest thing is that if you just focus on Jesus, then it's like, yeah. That's where he brings us. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've gone through a lot of this scripture verse. This yeah. is lovely. I I'm excited about the word of God. But let's go, let's talk a little bit. Um, dad jokes. Do you have any dad jokes? No, You're I, I have to go to a dad joke. The father joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So here's a, here's a dad joke for you. Okay, oh, great. I, What's wrong? Um, it says this. There's a conversation between a child and, uh, and their dad. Dad, can you put my shoes on? And dad says... No, I don't think they'll fit me. <laughs> it's actually really good. <laughs> That's it. I love dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know if that categorizes as a, a dad joke. Is, but that's good. a conversation with a dad. <laughs> that could so be the blessing. new thing, conversations with dads. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, the blessings. So last episode I recorded with you, Father Rob, I took up two blessings, took all the airtime, and then there was no time for anyone else. So this week <laughs> we're doing a new thing um, where we're asking anyone listening to send in their blessings of the week. So this is from Larissa. I won't read the whole thing, but I'll, I'll sum it up. It's really beautiful. And she said, I thought I'd share my blessing with you for this week, and it's actually – uh, Father Rob and the podcast. So Larissa listens to the podcast um, every week. She's been listening to your music, Father Rob, and um, sometimes she's not overly impressed with the challenges that are happening in her life. But um, you know, basically, that the the music that she's listening to in the podcast every Monday is really helping her. She said, "You um, you are all over. You are all amazing, and our diocese is blessed to have you." So, yeah, she's Praise God. getting something you out go. of your music on the podcast. Amen. So if you are yeah. blessed by this podcast, mm. please let us know. Let us, because we also need encouragement as well to keep going forward. Yeah. We, we, we're talking to each other and Georgia, it's um, wonderful to speak to you and it's wonderful, but we don't know the effects it's happening on people. Not yes. that, know that we do it for the effects mm -hmm. or for knowing the effects, but do let us know if you have been blessed in any way, let us know. Let us or know. even if it's not, yeah. 
even if it's not that you've blessed by the podcast, so there has been a blessing, blessing in, in your, your life, life this week. God's done. Let us yeah. know. We'd like to share it with the listeners. We want to be positive. We want people to hear God working even through this pandemic. Yes. So amazing. Let's talk about the topic. What's the topic this week? The topic is humility and repentance. Oh, what is humility, Georgia? Oh man. So. I'm going to say what I think humility is rather than give like a dictionary yeah. definition. Um, and I'm going to quote a friend and a priest that has helped me a lot through my life, Father Victor Faruja. And he'd said to me one day, being humble is seeing yourself how God sees you. So he used to say that when, when we see a sunset, that's he, that's, he thinks that's how God sees us, like colourful, beautiful, amazing creation that God's created. And sometimes we can... Um, thinking, we think being humble is humiliating ourselves. Like I'm not good at this, I'm mm. not good at that, but actually it's not that. It's being hum being humble is knowing that your gifts come from God and that God loves you. So you're on a journey. So, you, but you can still, um, you can still kind of, uh, you know, rejoice in your gifts. Like you can say, oh, thank you. I, you know, I sang this well, or I'm good at this because of God. Like it's not going, oh no, I'm not good. Oh no, I'm not good. It's being humble mm. is knowing that you need God but also that he'll, he can do great things through you. That's what I think it is, but there's probably another. Absolutely. I, I think so. I think this is what, like you said, humility is seeing yourself as God sees you, not higher, but not lower mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Humility, false humility is to think that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Fal false humility is to think that others are better than you. False humility is to think that you're not lovable and God doesn't, is, is not in awe of you in a sense that looks at you like a sunset and is just uh, and stunned by your beauty. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'll be using those adjectives or whatever in awe and, yeah. and stunned, but he looks at us and he loves us. That's, that's humility, accepting that, acknowledging that, not because of our might or our our power but because of his goodness yes. so that's humility and it's not pride and then not seeing yourself bigger than you are mm -hmm. and this is the false humility and the bottom end and pride are both veering away from what god wants mm -hmm. for our lives mm -hmm. okay so this is this is humility seeing ourselves and understanding the love that god has for us and being able to receive it i'm not worthy no you're not but it's, it's not the point. Mm. It's not the point. And if you've done something good, mm -hmm. like, for example, I don't know, Georgia, you sing at mass or you sing and someone comes up to you, Georgia, thank you. You've sung so beautifully, like you sang at our mass as well um, yeah. and on online mass. And, yeah. um, whereas, and and they look at you and, and, and they say, how amazing. What would your reaction be? I just, well, I just know that. I just say, well, thank God, because I know yes. that around that time I didn't even feel like singing and I really prayed that God would help me wanting, want to sing again. So, yeah, yes. I, it's, I think because of my journey I can say, oh, thank God that that was good or I really believe God has blessed my voice over the years or, you know, um, instead of mm. saying, yeah, I'm a rock star. No, I'm joking. I yeah. would never say that. Exactly. So that would be <laughs> like pride maybe. Uh, maybe it won't. But you're just saying, ah, oh, of course I'm good. I'm better than you. <laughs> of course you'd say I'm good. Yeah, that's that's pride. But also... <laughs> pardon? I said move over Beyonce. I'm just <laughs> But then also... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then false humility yes. is to say, no, I'm not good enough. No, actually it was terrible. Yes. No. Yes, that's... You know, There's humility no is saying, saying yeah. yes, yeah. it's say, just receive it, thank you. But like you said, and then yeah. just point to Jesus and say, thank you, God, thank yes. God. 
Yes. You know, it's giving glory, shifting the glory back to God, even you know uh, receiving it Gary and pulling Kinto. it to God. He's your friend too, Gary oh, Kinto. My He's got yeah. one of the best voices in the world. When I first heard him sing and I was with him on World Youth Day and we're in Italy and he sang the Ave Maria with um, David, uh, Father David Lemoui. And I remember I went up to him and I said, your voice is amazing. We're in Orvieto in Italy in this church that had had mm. a Eucharistic miracle. It was amazing. And he looked at me and he goes, praise God, sis. And I never forget that because yeah. I've been around so many performers that were like, oh, thanks so much or, nah, it wasn't that good. So it was either one or the other, like, oh, nah, I'm not that yeah, good yeah. or, oh, thanks, you know, whereas he said, praise God. Yeah. Yeah, never praise God. That. I receive it and I give it to God. Yeah. But don't not receive it. God, like yeah. if God has given you a gift, acknowledge it. Yeah. Acknowledge it. But acknowledge it to give glory to him. And again, this is when we come to the Lord, this is what uh, we're talking about humility and repentance. Repentance, atonia? Metanoia. Metanoia. Yeah. Metanoia. And this is what it is. You see, like the second person (laughs) who maybe there was an act of of metanoia in the first person saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But then there's the metanoia, the turning around. Can I just say something Mm -hmm. and connect that with humility quickly? The word repentance comes from the word metanoia, which means to stop. And to turn around. Now, yes. why is repentance so connected to humility? Because, it's, because yeah, you, no, you, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> no, you go. I'd like. I'm very interested in your oh, answer. <laughs> Sorry, you're asking a rhetorical question. Please, I'm asking you. Oh, um, because in order to stop and turn around, you have to have enough humility to realize yes. that you're doing something wrong and that you're going to need God's help. Absolutely. Yes, because you see when we when we're working walking away from God, it doesn't mean things stop. Mm-hmm. We're still building kingdoms. We're still building things. We're still building platforms. We're still building success, mm-hmm. but away from God and humility is about stopping and we're ready being ready to risk all the kingdom that we've built for our own self and turn back and let it all go. Yes. To come f- towards God and that is a huge act of humility, Mm -hmm. letting go of our security, Mm -hmm. the tax collectors, you know, that good source of income, the prostitutes as well. They had the the, the sense maybe that they were feeling um, loved, maybe they had some sort of security. I mean, I I probably don't know how to exemplify that as well as maybe a tax collector, but it's about letting go of of that and trusting the Lord. Yeah. The attachment. Because, you know, on a really simplistic level, like, there's voids and, you know, C.S. Lewis, it's a su- Brooke Fraser is one of my favorite singers and she said, you know, if I find in my heart, um, in myself desires, nothing in this world can satisfy, satisfy I can only um, conclude that I'm not made for here. Like we're not just made for this earth. Like think about our life, how short it is to how long it is in eternity. And so mm. because our hearts are restless and we're, there's these voids we're trying to fill, we do things that are, you know, not good for us or that, as you said, like, you know, um, prostitutes holding on to something that's giving her a sense of, you know, um, you know, belonging or a sense of, you know, if we can let that go and be humble enough to know that we need to change and God can help us change, then he can fill that void, you know, that, yes. that void that can never be filled no matter. You see those people, you see people talk about all the success they've had, you know, oh, I did this, but still I wasn't happy. And that's yes. why you see people coming back to God because everyone deep down knows that there's something that can't be filled in the world. Yes. But it takes humility to stop, to turn around. But I tell you what, God is going to give you a thousandfold. You know, the kingdoms you built, Mm. that's nothing. You're not going to take that with you. 
But God's going to give you an eternal reward. That's God, God is going to give you an eternal joy and an eternal peace. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to turn to the Lord. That's why we need to love him. And as, as you were saying, you know, we're not made for this world, but yet we invest so much in this world. Mm-hmm. And God says, just turn to me, come to me, and I will give you rest. I will give you joy. I will give you peace. Mm. How beautiful is that? It's amazing. Anyway, we've come to the end of our podcast here. It's been a pleasure to, to, um, to share this with you, mm-hmm. to talk with you. Um, how can they be in touch if people want to be yes, in touch with us? Yes, please be in touch. So... Um, if you go to Catholic Influencers underscore um, on Instagram, you will see, uh, you know, lots of updates. Um, so you, and we can ask you questions. So, you know, please keep in touch um, on the Instagram. Let us know uh, the blessings you've had in the week, any questions you have for us. It's all there. Or FRG Ministry. Uh, and, and so they can go to podcast.frgministry.com. Yeah. There's the social media as well, mm-hmm. FRG at FRG Ministry. Also, if you've been blessed by this podcast, we have a new donations page. (laughs) I don't know. I got excited about this. We have an easier easier platform. It's donate.frgministry.com. Or you can go to the old one as well. So donate.frgministry.com. So again, thank you so much for praying with us. Thank you so much for journeying with us. We'll catch you again next week. God bless you and have a wonderful day, wonderful life, night. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Have a wonderful life until next week. (laughs) Have a wonderful (laughs) life. God bless you. God bless.